Welcome to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. On this podcast, we journey through the devastating experience of the death of a child. Grief is seldom discussed openly in our culture, and the death of a child makes people feel even more uncomfortable. We approach the topic openly and honestly, speaking to people who have lost loved ones and experts who help care for them. Whether you are a parent experiencing loss or someone who wants to support another going through this tragedy, this podcast strives to offer hope and help. Welcome to Episode 9 of Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. I'm your host, Andy's Mom. Today, I talk with Judy Breen, Brooke's mom. Unlike many of my previous guests, Brooke died as an adult, married with three children. We talk about mourning the loss of her daughter and how the death has affected her relationships with her grandchildren. We also discuss the pain that Brooke experienced with her miscarriages and how Judy couldn't truly understand her daughter's pain until after Brooke died. One thing that I truly admire about Judy is her openness with others discussing what she needs. As grievers, this can be so difficult, especially early on when we don't even know what we need. One big focus for Judy is always making sure that others continue to say Brooke's name and the names of others who have died. What a blessing this can be. Be sure to visit my website, andysmom.com, for more information. Also, if you want to hear more about me and my story, listen tomorrow, Friday, October 25th, to the Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. I absolutely loved being a guest on this show and sharing with these two great men. I will be sure to have links to the episode on my webpage, my Facebook page, and my Twitter account. Thank you so much, Judy, for agreeing to come in today. Thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's my pleasure. Well, I just want to start by having you tell the audience a little bit about your daughter, Brooke. I would love to, and I would love to thank you for giving moms a platform to be able to do this, because as a mom who's lost a child, um, the most important thing that we can do is talk about our children and hear their names. And I know, I know we all tend to agree, every mom I've talked to um, Mm. since my daughter's passed, hearing their names is what we want. That's what we Mm -hmm. all want. Uh, But to be able to actually tell somebody about that doesn't know your child, to tell is amazing. So, so my daughter, Brooke, was um, not supposed to be, I was never supposed to have children. So she was always, my kids were my miracles because I had a health issue that they said, no, you can't have children. But I did. Oh, wow, um, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I did. And um, she was beautiful from the minute she was born. She, she would walk into a room, even as a toddler, and people would go, your daughter is stunning. And I'm like, she's two. Um, <laughs> but she grew up to be this incredibly beautiful person on the outside. But more importantly, she was so beautiful inside. She had a heart for people that were being mistreated. She had a Mm -hmm. heart for the people that weren't not necessarily the cool people or that she just loved. She was like my mother. She loved everybody. But I think what she she loved special needs kids were her project. She was going to school mm-hmm. to be a special needs teacher. Um, they were, she was drawn to them. They were drawn to her. She could relate to kids with needs that other people couldn't relate to in such a way that 
she put them all at such ease and they just, they wanted to be with her. They just wanted mm-hmm. to be around her. She was just amazing with special needs kids, which transferred into her children that she loved with all of her heart and her soul. She, yeah. um, she loved her kids and her husband more than anything in this world. She just adored them. Family was so important to her. Mm-hmm. It was um, all she wanted to do once she had children was just be a, just be a mom. She just wanted yeah. to be a mom forever, just forever. Mm-hmm. So she's, yes, she she loved kids and she loved her family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as her kids got a little bit older, is that when she decided she wanted to maybe do work with special needs kids well, too? She was, she was actually doing that prior to getting married. She was in school oh, okay. to become a special needs uh, teacher. Mm-hmm. And then she she and her, her uh, the love of her life actually decided to get married and and she she kind of put that dream on mm-hmm. hold because she really wanted to get married and then she really having a family was so important to her right so um when she had uh her first son it was kind of a given that's what she was going to do she was going to stay home and be a mom mm-hmm. um and then of course um uh, unfortunately along the way she did have two miscarriages one that was a a very early miscarriage and one that was actually they didn't know the baby was dead until the ultrasound um so it was and I can remember if if I go back in time I can remember my daughter saying to me you just don't understand how I feel and I said you know sweetie I don't understand how you feel because it's never happened to me so I can't understand what you're going through I did as the best I could I got her books because I'm a reader I I got her a little charm with the baby that was um that just said it was an angel that just said chosen one for her charm bracelet but I couldn't relate to her Mm -hmm. I really couldn't relate to her pain until she died yeah and then once she died it's like I knew exactly what she was talking about. Right. She was grieving losing two children. Yes, um, absolutely. I she was, was grieving losing one child. She had already lost two. And she had lived with that for, oh gosh, um, probably nine nine years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, you know, she had this, this uncanny ability of lighting up a room with her smile. She had a smile that was just literally, the cards that I got after, and I got so many cards after she passed, Every, almost every notation on him was your daughter, your daughter's smile lit up a room. So her smile not only lit up a room, but it hid yeah. her sadness. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could tell occasionally she was sad, but I didn't know how sad because I couldn't relate. I didn't no. lose a child. Mm-hmm. So for me to relate to her, it was really, it was unrelatable, yeah. which now oh, it's so relatable. And I'm, I just, when I think of the pain that she went through without any help from anybody, she didn't speak about it to anybody. Yeah, and I think you just know that, you know, after losing a child, I've, I've certainly had people reach out to me and and say they've had miscarriages mm. and and say, well, it's not exactly the same, mm. but it, it there it is mm. so much the same. It is the same because you do love those mm. children. You do have hopes and dreams for those children. I mean, you love them from the second you know. The minute they say that test is positive, you're like, I have a baby. Um, yeah. And I think with my daughter, the first one was really difficult. That was a very early miscarriage, mm-hmm. and oh, my heart just went out to her. But the second one she lost, literally, we both had plans for our grandchild. I mean, um, I had plans for my grandchild. She had plans for her child. Um, mm-hmm. It was 
it really was when she called me that afternoon, finally, and I knew the minute I answered the phone that something was wrong. And yeah. when she said the baby's dead, I was just probably not as devastated as her because I still didn't understand. Right. But nonetheless, very upset, incredibly upset. But now I have a whole new understanding of her grief mm-hmm. because she was suffering grief just like I am. Yeah. Um, only she was doing it in silence, which I think is so sad. It, and you kind of have to. Yeah. I mean, I lost my first one too. Oh, my you? Yeah. And, and it was just at a... Um, you know, an appointment they went and I, we had already heard the heartbeat. It was, we were 14 weeks Mm -hmm. and, um, went in for that second visit and she just couldn't find the heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. um, said, we're going to have to do an ultrasound. And, you know, the baby was, was dead and yeah, it's just devastating and horrible. And, and we'd only told people, you know, maybe a week before, because you're always supposed to wait to tell people. And then subsequently, when I got pregnant, I just said right away, because I thought if, I mean, after I lost that first one, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And I was devastated. And I was not wanting to get out of bed. And, and yet no one really understands that kind of pain. um, Because it's just not supposed to be talked about. Well, Well, and it's really common. It's really common to have miscarriages and you're just supposed to kind of brush it off and, you know, you're young, you can have other kids. Yes. But it's not that kid. It's, it's, and it's funny because my daughter would continue and we were so close. We had an amazing relationship and she would say to me time and again, you just don't get it, mom. And I was honest with her. I said, sweetheart, I don't, I've never lost, I've never had a miscarriage. I've never lost a child to that point. I mean, at, yeah. at that point in time. So I don't really understand what you're feeling. But I know as a mom mm-hmm. and having children, I can't, I couldn't imagine how hard that would be. I mean, it would have to be difficult because I know how much I love my children. Right. So it would have to be hard to to lose a child. Mm-hmm. Now I know full well how yeah. difficult it was and how um, that was the start of her, although she could mask it so well, I think the start of her depression was, mm-hmm. was, um, if not the first miscarriage, the second child for sure. It was like her whole her whole persona. You could see she was incredibly in love with her family and her children, but you could see that her smile was not quite as bright as what it was before. Mm-hmm. It was there was just a little Well, and I think too, it all of the miscarriages hurt mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. But when it's a little bit later, you've just had all that much more time to love them mm-hmm. and and dream for mm. them and so when that dreams a few weeks or a few months mm. longer mm-hmm. than that was the first time I, I think it just makes it more painful I think it does I think it does and I know I know I think that was after the the second loss that my daughter suffered I think that was when she really started turning towards God too I think it was more mm-hmm. um I think it was more real for her because I think she always had the opinion like so many people well when we die we just all go to heaven and I'm like oh okay um yeah you know yes we'll talk about that later but we'll, we'll we'll discuss it and then she finally did realize she uh went through um a good friend of hers died 10 months before she did they were incredibly close mm-hmm. and um she would listen to us 
her friend and me talk about salvation and Jesus and our, our hope in the future. And he left three, three children behind, mm-hmm. but also had three children in heaven. <laughs> so um, it became a, a reality to her then. It was like, wow, there is hope for those of us that know Christ to, to see each other again and to be together. Our joke was, um, when you get to heaven, mom, don't name my don't put, don't give my children names. And I'm like, well, I can't promise anything. And she's like, no, you let me name my children. I'm like, oh, fine. I I will. But it was, it was a reality to her. I mean, up until then, um, it sounds terrible. It sounds like they didn't go to church, which we didn't go to church much, but there was a lot of Bible schools and a lot of talking and a lot of singing, but it wasn't, it was a reality then it became more real to her because Mm -hmm. she had this these. Well, it's important to have something mm-hmm. to turn to. To turn to, yes. Yeah. When you feel so lost mm-hmm. and yeah. so alone mm-hmm. and when you don't have answers, mm-hmm. it you just need mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to turn to. And that was a great thing for her to it, be able to turn it was. to. It mm-hmm. was. And I know for me, too, it's uh, in going through all of this, I don't know what I would do uh, if it wasn't for my my uh, foundation in Christ. I would... I don't, I don't know that I'd be here, really, mm-hmm. to be truthful. I really don't. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how she felt, too. So she was, she was getting through and loved the children she had, but she, she kept praying. She prayed for three years. She wanted one more child so desperately. And um, I kept saying to her, she goes, God's not listening, Mom. And I'm like, yes, he is. He's mm-hmm. listening, sweetheart, when the time is right. And when she found out she was pregnant, she was like, I can't believe this. He listened. He was, he was Mm -hmm. hearing me. And I said all along he was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So were those pregnancies that she lost, were they three and four for her? Um, It would have been two, two and four and four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two and four. I know there was quite a gap. Yes. In the age of the um, last two yes. for her yeah. having children, yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a, that did take a while. I mm-hmm. mean, which is why she was getting so um, despondent because she was thinking, "Oh, I just want a child, one more child." And right. it didn't have to be a girl. Obviously, she was hoping for a girl because she had two healthy sons, but it, she just wanted one more child. So yeah. to find out she was pregnant and then find out she was having a daughter was just oh, it was she was so incredibly over the moon happy yeah Mm -hmm. but unfortunately after she had her daughter she went right into a really really bad postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and even though I told her early on I said sweetie you really are suffering from postpartum severely and she goes I didn't have it with the boys and I said that doesn't 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 matter matter. I mean you can have it with one child and not 10 other children but you and and um she was very much against taking any kind of drugs um you know she was brought up in a house where drugs are bad and you know you can get through anything if you persevere yeah. so tough it, she, out it was tough it out yeah it was yeah. kind of a tough it out thing so she again tried to just tough it out yeah is what she was doing just I can get through this I can put on this face and, and that is you know postpartum depression mm-hmm. is super common mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. actually we now really call it postpartum mood disorder because really? sometimes it's depression, sometimes it's anxiety, mm-hmm. bipolar, really many different things. And it's one in seven women will have suffer from mm-hmm. some sort of postpartum mood disorder. So mm-hmm. it's very, very common, but again, very hidden, um, just culturally because, uh, 
I think you're supposed to be happy. Well, you're you have supposed, a baby, you're yes. supposed to be happy. Yes. And and when you think of her too, mm. she finally got her girl, mm-hmm. this long-awaited mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. supposed to be, in her mind, happy. Mm-hmm. So when she wasn't feeling happy, mm-hmm. you just end up feeling like you want to block that mm-hmm. from other people mm-hmm. so they don't yeah. see it. Well, and that was, she was a great um, disguiser. She could, she, like I said, she always had a smile, a beautiful smile on her face. And for, for the outside world, it, her life looked perfect. I mean, there was nothing that didn't look perfect in her life. But deep down inside, she was sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was sad because of her children, because of the loss of her children compounded with the postpartum. Um, and the fact that she just had this idea that she had to just get through it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I wonder, too, if in her heart she was kind of hoping that this new baby mm-hmm. would kind of get rid of some of the pain of the loss oh, I'm of sure. her other mm-hmm. child. And and it, it just it just I'm sure didn't happen. Mm mm. Mm-mm. Because you know, I we've lost children now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like your other children don't make you go. Okay, I'm just going to focus on mm-hmm. them now, and I'm going to nope. not think about Andy and not think about how bad that loss hurts. So I'm just kind of supposing here a little bit, but I'm wondering if she might have thought in her head, "This won't hurt quite so bad once I have a new baby to hold." Knowing Brooke, that's exactly what she thought, especially after she found out she was going to have a daughter because mm-hmm. um, I had a very close relationship with my mom. She had a very close relationship with me, and all she wanted was to someday have that relationship with a daughter of her own. So I'm sure she was she was making these long term pl- uh, plans just like I have. Mm-hmm. Um, all these plans for all these these wonderful events, which I got to share a lot of my daughters. But I think because she couldn't find that that place of extreme joy because of what was going on inside of her, mm-hmm. I think it did make her feel less yeah. than. Mm-hmm. I would say less than. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I do want to touch on a little mm-hmm. bit of what did happen to Brooke. Yes. Yeah. Um, she unfortunately passed away on Father's Day. It was June 18 of 2017, so a little over two years ago, um, unfortunately, on Father's Day. She was up north in Traverse City with her family because mm-hmm. she wouldn't go anywhere without her kids. I mean, if they were going to go somewhere, the kids were going with. Yeah, they were, they were a just, unit. That right? was Brooke. It was Brooke and the kids or nobody. Mm-hmm. So Our um, family was like yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So And they, they made a lot of trips up to Traverse City. That was kind of their getaway, and they loved mm-hmm. it up there. The kids loved it. My daughter and her husband loved it. Unfortunately... The pain that my daughter was suffering, she was hiding or masking with wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'll just have a few glasses of wine. It'll take the pain away. And I know I've talked to a lot of people who say that it does help. I, I'm not a wine drinker, so I don't know. Um, but I've heard that it can. But what it does is it just numbs you. I yeah, mean, it, it, doesn't it doesn't really, really help. Take it away. No, it no. just it, it just makes you numb. feel a little bit better for mm-hmm. a very short for period a while, of time. Yeah, for a while. Mm-hmm. So they were up north with the kids. They had a wonderful day, according to my son-in-law. They had an amazing day that day. They they all hung out at the pool. The kids had a great time. In the evening, they went to dinner and then did whatever it is they they do in the evening. And some at some point in time, my daughter they were staying 
in a condo, um, decided to go outside and go, they had a reservoir, an overflow reservoir. And she went down because she loved water. She was definitely appropriate name, appropriately named when we called her Brooke. <laughs> she loved water. So she was sitting on this bank and it was a very steep bank by this reservoir. And um, she was out there for a while. And the only thing they can determine is that she, because she was sitting down when she stood up and she was on a bank, she had passed out. And um, instead of falling backwards, because she fell forward, which just put her into the water, mm -hmm. and um, she drowned, mm -hmm. you know, which was, yeah, which was awful. But I can see, I'm, and I, I had to go up there and stand in that water. I had to stand in that water. I needed to be there. And it was like I got this feeling that I could just see Jesus there, just you and Jolene, yeah. no, I do not. I'm serious. I got <laughs> I, the feeling. That I do he not was, have that at I, all. I got the feeling that he was there with his arms wide open, and that's where she went. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got was, to see those two other babies. Yeah, and she's with them right now. She is. She's with a lot of family members who have gone before her. Her friend, Brett, who passed before her, and his three kids that are up there. So they actually have five children they're watching right now together. <laughs> but yeah, I could. I, when I stood in the water, it was... Uh, driving up there was awful. I just, the thought of going there was just mm -hmm. awful. But once we got there and I stood there and I could just, I, I just could, I could sense that's what happened. I just, mm -hmm. yeah, it was. Well, that's, yeah. that's good mm -hmm. to not have a. Yeah. 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 It, I could sense that that's what happened, that she was, it was her time mm -hmm. and, and he was walking. Her. She knew this wasn't her home. This wasn't her permanent home. Um, she is home now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's She's nice to now. be able to think. That's for yeah. sure. And I know I'll see her again. Yeah. I mean, I don't think if I didn't think I would see my daughter again, I don't know. I don't know how I'd cope. Yeah. that. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. It's just going to be, it just could be a long wait. And that's could what. Uh, <laughs> I know. It could be. It could be. That's what's hard. That's sometimes. the hard part. And the hard part too, seeing, oh, for me, especially as a grandmother, um, seeing her children, mm -hmm. um, because I know. Oh, they just miss her so much. I yeah. mean, you know, it's yeah. their dad's doing a really good job at, at making everything kind of go as smooth as possible. He really is. He's doing the best he can. But I can see their eyes. I can see their I can see it in their eyes. Mm -hmm. I can see I can see it in their eyes. They miss their mom. Yeah. Yeah. They miss their mom. So, uh, yeah. Tell me about that, about your grandchildren mm -hmm. and how their relationship with you has changed or well yes mm -hmm. I can tell you from um, a grandmother's standpoint losing a child everything that you've planned for your future with your children and your grandchildren totally changes mm -hmm. in a heartbeat mm -hmm. it literally changes I have been very very blessed in that for the first two years after my daughter passed away I had her baby girl almost every weekend and then I had her boys on and off a lot Mm -hmm. So for two full years, I had, and, and her daughter is just, just a mini her. She's just, I oh. used to, I used to just say to my husband when early on, I said, I, we are so fortunate to have her because this is like having Brooke all over again. I mean, mm -hmm. she's just, um, she's adorable. She's, she's a lot like her mom. She's just a, just a, a sweetheart. So for two years I've had, 
children, which has been really nice, had the kids. I'm not getting them as much right now. I mean, obviously, I would like to have them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I do feel like sometimes with family functions and things like that, it's, we're kind of like, it's fading out of the, out mm-hmm. of, but you know, it's, I, I, I guess I'm trying not to expect a whole lot. Right. Because if you don't have a lot of expectations, you won't get as hurt. But that's hard to live that way, too. It is. It yeah. is. I mean, it, it really is. I can pray for him. I mean, I pray for my grandkids all the time. Um, my oldest grandson is over a lot. He yeah. loves to be at Grammy's house. He's, yeah, he's, and he's old enough to say, um, today I want to spend the day at grandma's. Yeah. You know, so the other two, not so much. They're just, you know, the little one is only four. Um, and then the middle one is just turned 10 um, last week. So he's 10 years old now. Um, so it's, it's a struggle. I can, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be lying if I said it was really easy. It's not really easy. It's really a struggle. It's trying to, trying to balance where you fit in to a landscape that's changed so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, although I had a wedding at my house Saturday and this woman lost her husband seven years ago, raised four kids and has now married my nephew. And between her family and her deceased husband's family, the blend of them to help those children, I was, I stood in awe. Mm-hmm. I was just in awe of the, the, the family was amazing. They were all devout Christians. Um, and it, it does make a difference. And they were all there. They were a village for those kids. They were a village. They, they, they came together and said, it doesn't matter what happened in similar circumstances with, with what happened to my daughter. Um, we are here to help these children. And the children are amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just, they're just, it was a really, it was a, it was a great thing to see because it gives me hope too. It gives me hope yeah. that yeah. someday we can, we can do this. So I know I've heard from a lot of different moms that it is hard when they're son-in-law or daughter-in-law starts dating again Mm, it is talk about that a little bit you don't you don't actually begrudge the people doing that because Mm -hmm. you know life goes on Mm -hmm. I mean you really do know life goes on you really do but it's so hard to see uh, in my case my son-in-law with somebody other than my daughter because in my mind for the rest of their lives until I was gone, at least it was, they were going to be together mm-hmm. and they were going to raise this family together. And, and I'm sure that's what he thought too. I mean, I, I have no doubt. So it's really difficult. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to embrace. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, the right thing to do is to embrace it. Right. Um, and you know, you do the best you can, but you find yourself sometimes, sometimes going, that shouldn't be that should be, it should be like this. Yeah. This should be my daughter here. This is just wrong. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not the case. I mean, everybody, everybody is going to move on eventually. Right. They will move on. But it's still hard it is to hard. see that. Yeah, it is hard. And it's hard to know that, uh, in my case with my little granddaughter, uh, mm-hmm. to know that it's not just, um, she's not just going to call this this other person a name, but it's going to be, the name is going to be mom, because yeah. she was so little. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for that. I really am. Yeah. I really am thankful. I mean, right. I mean, because you don't want her to grow up without a mom. I really don't. I'm thankful for that. I really am thankful. But then, again, a little bit of that hurts, too. It's like, but, you know. But it's, let me tell you about your but mom. But let me. But I'd like you to know about your mom because she loved you so much. I guess that's it. That's what it is. It's not necessarily the combining of two people, but mm-hmm. it's 
two people combining and still wanting to keep that person who passed away alive mm-hmm. in in um, in their children's minds hearts too, yeah. and minds. Mm-hmm. Because I do think for the kids, based on what I saw Sunday with these four amazing children, um, it's a it's really important. Their dad uh, died from uh, because he was an alcoholic and he died from liver failure at thirty nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they, yes, but they adore their dad. They, mm-hmm. they love it because their mom has kept his memory alive. She's, she's made sure that they knew that they were loved no matter what they were loved mm-hmm. tremendously. Mm-hmm. So I think that's as a mother and a grandmother, that's what you want. You just want your grandchildren to love whoever your son right. or daughter-in-law marries, but to also remember how amazing their parents were. Their, right. their parent I think you was. don't, you, um, want them to honor them both and love them both and and not feel like the new one is the substitute right and the replacement yeah yeah and you don't want them you don't want them to feel like um because there is a new one that the old one can't be thought of or talked about or right i mean i i know i have a, a good friend her sister lost her husband when he was in his early 30s of cancer they had a nine month old and when she did remarry it was a few years down the road she made it very clear to the man that she married she said my son will never call you dad and he goes good because I'm not his dad yeah and I thought wow that's kind of brazen but my friend said that this this young man is a teenager now and they have a great relationship right the 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 stepdad and the and they they call each other by their first names that's what they call each other but they still love each other Mm -hmm. but this young man still sees pictures of his father, talk, has his mom talk about his real dad, and really loves him, even though he never really met him. And that is nice mm-hmm. when you can have that mm-hmm. in your new marriage, mm-hmm. because sometimes that doesn't work yeah. that way. And yeah. sometimes I think the new spouse doesn't want to be compared to mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I, I think... It can be different when it's a widow and a widower getting married and they both have lost their spouses to death. Mm -hmm. But especially if one has gone through divorce, especially if they were, you know, had a kind of a horrible marriage, Mm -hmm. um, then it can be hard Mm -hmm. for that person to think my wife or my husband Mm -hmm. actually had a good life Mm -hmm. before them and, and you know I don't um I would not want to ever be in the place of being that person that marries somebody who lost a spouse because I don't care what will you ever could you ever live up to do you know what I mean it would yeah. be so hard to live up to mm-hmm. to to what somebody was and they're not here anymore it's just it would be a difficult thing a really difficult thing I yeah. think I think so I think if you would approach it in a way where I'm not this person. I'll never be this person, mm-hmm. but I'll be the best person I can be for you, mm-hmm. which is what I would like it's, to do someday with my son-in-law. I can never be can never be like it was because my daughter's not here, but I'd still like to be like it to be the best it could be, mm-hmm. you know, when the time is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the yeah. time is right. Yeah, and I think it will be. I mean, I I I think about my grandmother still wants my dad and my stepmom to come visit whenever they can you know Mm -hmm. she she says he's her son-in-law forever Mm -hmm. so um and there isn't any kind of bitterness or Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. but it's been a long time Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. since my mom died yeah so and I know for me again like I said with my son-in-law 
I can't expect him to freeze in time. I'd like him to, don't get me wrong, and I'm being very honest. I would have liked everything to freeze, just freeze the way it was. You right. know, just literally mm-hmm. freeze the way it was and not change. Not mm-hmm. not any more changes after the death of my daughter, but that's not realistic. I know that. I mean, no. it will change. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. It's just if we can change together, that's the hard part, I think. For every mom that's lost a child, changing together is the hard part. Yeah. I mean, it, with, a, with it, a, an older child, with children. Yeah, with mm-hmm. uh, adult children, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting when you said that a new spouse, the mm-hmm. second spouse, mm-hmm. to kind of not want to replace or live up to mm-hmm. those standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very similar, I think, with children that are young, having those siblings feel like they need to live up to what that was. Because you do, do end up thinking the good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of yeah. all the good, amazing, wonderful things about Brooke. Mm-hmm. And because you don't want to think badly of no. of that person that you lost mm-hmm. and loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it does make those expectations then so high. And it is important, whether it's siblings or, a, you know, a new girlfriend mm-hmm. or boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever, to not to make sure <laughs> that they don't put that pressure on mm-hmm. themselves yeah. to get compared. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, but I'll tell you what, as a parent of an adult child that passed away with children, it's very difficult. It's not, I would be lying if I said it was an easy road. It's not, it's mm-hmm. really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And yes, you do want to see your, your son-in-law or daughter-in-law go on and be happy and healthy and whole again. But you, you so wish you could do it without somebody else in the picture. And that's just not, that's not right. practical. Right. I mean, it's just not practical. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the big difference is, is they can get married again. They can. Yeah. And you can't get a daughter. A, a daughter. You can't. No. No. And I can't, in the event that I don't see my grandchildren very much, I can't get, I can't just replace three grandchildren either. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, can, can I just fit into this equation somewhere? I mean... Somewhere would be nice. It doesn't have to be, I don't have to be front and center. I, I know I won't be, in fact. That's okay. I, I understand. Right. But it still feels hurtful, though, yeah. I'm sure. In, even though you practically tell yourself, I can't, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, your mind mm-hmm. and your emotions sometimes mm-hmm. just are not in the same spot. Oh, there are days. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, there are days when I just get so upset. It's like, there are days when I get very sad because I haven't seen the kids in so long. And it's like, and I was used Two years, I had my granddaughter every weekend for two full years. Two, I put my life on hold for her, willingly on mm-hmm. hold for her. I wanted to. And then I had my grandsons a lot during that course of time, too, which I loved every Right, second. I'm sure, because... It was, they were it such was, blessings. They it were, was hard yeah. for dad to try to... It was. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids were little, and Bella was only 21 months. You know, I mean, when when her mom died, she was very little, so for him... He needed help. The help. Yeah. You need that practical than, help. Yeah. And I was more than willing to help. I was right there going, I'll, whatever you need, I'll, I'll do. But, you know, I mean, he's moved on. He's remarried. He's got two more children from, a, a, you know, his wife's. So it's, you know, blending their family, making that work. And you want to make that feel whole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're wonderful kids. The, the, uh, his stepkids are amazing. Really, really nice kids. So, yeah, I, I, but then trying to figure out where you fit in to all of that right. is hard. Right, because you just don't hard. fit in the same mm. way that you used to. Yeah, it, the connection is, the connection are the children, 
but my biggest connection was my daughter mm-hmm. because who did I go to to find out about the kids or who did I spend time with? It was my daughter. Yeah. Um, I was always with my grandkids because of my daughter. Not well, you, because- you told me once that mm-hmm. you spent every, was it every Monday? Mm-hmm. Every Monday you spent with Brooke. Which is why Mondays are really, really hard for me. Yeah, because Monday was our day to um, just, we'd go home. We had a routine, Target, Costco, McDonald's. I mean, it was just a, it was a routine with the kids that we did. Mm-hmm. And it was every Monday. So Mondays have been, my most difficult day is Monday. Because every Monday, I think I would have been, we've been texting each other going, okay, we're going to meet at Costco, we're going to meet at Target. And they're yeah. all in the same, you know, the same place. Yeah. Uh, and then it was always McDonald's. This is crazy too. 20, 20 piece chicken McNugget with fries. We would split. <laughs> and the first time I went into McDonald's after she died, which was a long time, I had to get a 20 piece chicken McNugget. Now I didn't eat 20, but I had to get the <laughs> same exact amount that we did just because it was so hard to go there. Costco, I ended up crying in the middle of the clothing section, bawling, not just tears, boo-hoo-hooing. And some lady came up to me and said, are you okay? And I said, no. And she goes, can I help you? And I said, no. I said, my daughter died. And she's like, oh, let me give you a hug. But just being in that space was so sad to me. Mm -hmm. You know, so sad. Target, I still don't go into. Um, yeah, I totally understand. Nope. I mean, the grocery store is yeah. incredibly difficult. Myers is difficult for me too because if I didn't go with my daughter, invariably I would see her there. <laughs> we yeah. would always run into each other. Yeah, and I would. Mm-hmm. I had a long time where I would look for things to get for Andy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, his favorite yogurt, his yep. favorite, and he always was so tiny, and I was always trying to get him to grow, so I'd always look for higher protein mm-hmm. things or higher, mm-hmm. you know, things with higher fat and higher protein to mm-hmm. try to get him to gain some weight, and so to not have to look in the store for those things anymore mm-hmm. was hard, and then the other thing is, you know, I, I'm i a local pediatrician, and I would see my patients, and mm-hmm that'd be hard too. Right now when I'm in a store and I see a grandmother, a mother, and a little girl in a shopping cart, a daughter, it has to be a daughter, not a, not a grandson. I love my grandsons. Don't get me wrong, but it would have been, that would have been the time we would be in right now would be the, the mom, daughter, and the granddaughter. Right. Because the boys were in, in school. Yeah. yeah. And still um, So when I see that now, it, there are times when it actually does make me cry mm-hmm. when I, when I just can't help it. It's like, that should be me. That should be Brooke. And that should be Bella. Um, and it does make me cry. It just, yeah, I have the same thing when I go out to a store and I see families with three kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I always look at them and I think, what would you be, Mm. how would you be surviving without the middle one? Mm. Because I always look at that middle Mm. one and I think, what if they suddenly weren't there? And, and the thing is, is I don't know anything about these families, Right. I don't know if they really have yeah. three kids. I don't know if they had one that they lost that one. They lost one. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about their lives. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, that's all I go to is comparing to me. And I just, my sight just gravitates towards that middle child. Mm-hmm. I just look at the middle one and I can't think of anything else mm-hmm. but losing the middle one. Mm-hmm. Or have you found yourself saying things, I know I have early on, um, things like, I'm going to go to the cemetery and visit Brooke. I'll be right back. Never dreamed I'd say that. Not in a million years. Did I no. ever dream I would be going to a cemetery to visit my daughter? Oh, yeah. You know, just just little little phrases that you say that you just can't believe are coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can I even say this? I ran into somebody uh, Sunday at the dollar store. I was buying some, some something for the wedding. 
And um, I said, well, I'm either going to go home right now or I'm going to go to the cemetery. I'm not sure. And these, these were younger people with four little kids of their own. They know the story, but they kind of looked at me like, you said that so matter-of-factly. Matter well, I do almost every day go to the cemetery. So mm -hmm. it is a matter-of-fact for me. Mm -hmm. I was leaving church. I thought I'll go there first and then I'll go home. But I needed to see Brooke. Yeah. And my husband laughs at me because he's like, you keep telling me she's not there. And I'm like, she's not there, honey. She's in heaven. I know that. But it makes but, me feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you talk to her there? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I talk to her pretty much anywhere. There was a cardinal on my deck as I was getting ready this morning. And one of her good friends um, last Christmas and her sister brought over a little cardinal. And it said, when you see the cardinal, it's, um, it's I'm with you. They said, cardinals remind us of Brooke. And so when I saw the cardinal this morning, I thought, oh, Amanda and Carly, this is what they said. So that's got to be you then, right, honey? <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. And you knew you were coming here. And so I, it was, I was coming here. And it was perfect. And it was like she was going, it's okay, Mom. Yeah, it's okay. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Thumbs up, too. Thumbs mm -hmm. up. That's her sign. One of her best friends from high school, day after she died, called me from Alabama, went on and on and on. And she said, Brooke, I, I, I saw her last night. She's doing wonderful. She looks gorgeous. She's happy. She said, don't worry. And she said, Kier, every time you see the thumbs up, she goes, that's me. And I thought, thumbs up. I cannot tell you how often I see that now everywhere. I've never, I never noticed it before, but it's everywhere. And it's usually when I'm sad. Mm -hmm. Usually when I'm sad, somebody's doing this. Don't ask me why, but they are. Doing the thumbs up. The thumbs up. Yeah. Doing the thumbs up, even at her funeral. Huge church, standing room only. And we were the last people to enter. Mm -hmm. And the lady who was correlating everything knew Brooke very well and knew me. And as, she as I turned to look at her, she gave me the thumbs up. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this woman would never do that ever. It's not something characteristic <laughs> of her. And I, I just thought, oh, sweetheart, you're just letting me know you're here. You know, yeah. it was just, yeah, yeah. That's God's, a God wink is what I call it. He's going, you're okay. She's here. She's with me. Don't worry about it. That's great. I know. I know. Mm. You know, you told a really cool story last week about um, the new, the gender reveal that you just had and the little <laughs> yes. clues that you got uh -huh. from uh -huh. your daughter. And I just yeah. think that's a fun story. You know, it's my son, her brother has been, uh, it's been, this has been just a terrible loss to him. They were so close. They were 26 months apart and they were best friends, literally best friends. So he's had an uh, increasingly difficult time, uh, even as time goes on. And I know Brooke knows that he's suffering. So he's having a baby. And um, we had the gender, gender reveal at our house two weeks ago. Well, I had been kind of leaning towards pink was just kind of my kind of thought. But the day before the party, I was at the store again getting balloons. And I had a handful of balloons. I grasped them really tight, walked out of my car, took two steps, and all there goes a balloon. And I looked up, and it was a pink heart. I looked up and I said, Brooke, really? Really? You just can't keep a secret. But she could never keep a secret. She always wanted to tell. I got you a gift. Let me tell you what it is. And I thought, oh, that has to be Brooke. So I texted my son and he goes, oh, yeah, I, I think it's a girl. And I said, me too. So clean my house thoroughly. And if anyone knows me, they know it was thoroughly cleaned. <laughs> Get up in the morning, turn the light on, turn coffee on, and there's a sparkly thing on the floor. And I thought, what's on the floor? I vacuumed it or I mopped this floor a million times. And I pick it up and it's a pink sequence. I don't know how it got there. I don't know where it came from, but it was a pink sequence, light pink. And I just looked and I said, Brooke, 
I understand it's a girl. You cannot keep a secret. You just can't keep a secret. And I uh, told my son when he came over, I said a pink sequence on the floor. And he goes, it's a girl, mom. I already know. So when he kicked the football and the pink powder came out, nobody was, I, I mean, I was not surprised at all. My daughter was letting me know and her brother know that there's going to be another little girl in the family, not going to take her place ever, but there's going to be another little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she couldn't keep a secret. She would say, do you want to know what it is? And I'd say, no. And she goes, do you want, do you want a hint? And I'm like, sweetheart. No, not really. <laughs> she did that uh, the last Mother's Day. She said, I've, I've got a perfect gift for you. And she goes, do you want to know what it is? And I said, Brooke, please don't tell me. Just let me be surprised. But it was hard for her. So I know that was her. I know the balloon and the sequence. That was her. Mm-hmm. That was her. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of yeah. fun. It was her. Yeah. And she's going to be, she would have been an aunt for the first time for a little niece. She has three um, beautiful little nephews, but it mm-hmm. would have been the first time for a little niece. And she would have been a, she was a, a fabulous aunt, a really, really great. She loved kids. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you felt like you wanted to share, especially with those moms who have lost adult children? It's it's different for an adult child. Um, I know a lot of people think, have said to me since my daughter died that it's easier for a mother who's lost an adult child because they've gotten to spend more time with their children, which that's true. I've spent, I've done a lot. I've, I've done the weddings, the graduations, the babies, the births, the, but it doesn't make it any easier because along with all of that comes another whole set of areas that you have to work through. I mean, Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not making light of anybody's loss, every loss, even if it's a, a baby that you'd never got a chance to meet, like my daughter's loss, still a big loss. But when you're navigating a future that you never saw unfolding that way, you saw every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, every birthday with your children and grandchildren, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the, the rug is yanked out and you're going, oh my gosh, where do we fit in? I know for me, it can be really sad at times and that's when I just have to really, really put my faith in God and know that he's going he's gonna to open doors that need to be open when they need to be open. And he's going to form relationships that need to be formed in a different way. It's mm-hmm. going to be different. It'll never be the same. Um, but it doesn't mean it won't be bad. But I think just trusting and loving and doing the best you can as a mom and a grandma mm-hmm. is pretty much all you can do. And just let the people know in your life no matter where they're at, that you're always there for them. I think if you yeah. can do that. I, I had a mom just reach out a couple days ago who had lost a child, but she was caring for a woman who was in her 90s, whose, whose 72-year-old son had died. Oh. And she was mourning him mm-hmm. in just the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, oh, that shouldn't be, right? I mean, he's lived a good long mm-hmm. life in his 70s. Mm-hmm. But still for her, it was out of order. It's your child. Yeah. It's your child. You don't, you don't, and you're not supposed to outlive your child. Never. Ever, Even ever. when you're in your 90s mm-hmm. and you have a son in their mm-hmm. 70s, mm-hmm. it's still the wrong order. You know, it's funny because my grandmother, my Grandma York, who I just love so much, I didn't know she had five boys, but I didn't know until I was like 13 that she had a daughter because it was never talked about that when we're going way back Mm -hmm. um it was never talked about because when you lost a child she lost a child of the flu at three her daughter was three you didn't talk about it you just you just buried those feelings Mm -hmm. and you just went on she was a school teacher she raised five sons I mean she had a my grandpa was amazing too but 
I didn't know. And I was stunned when I found out that she lost a baby girl or a little girl. And I'm like, Grandma, why didn't you tell us before this? And she goes, well, you, you don't talk about it. And I feel like sometimes that's what people think. You're not supposed to talk about it. Don't mm-hmm. talk about it, especially um, like a friend of yours. If if somebody knew you and didn't know what to say, they're just not going to say anything. Yeah. They're just not going to talk about don't. it because mm-hmm. it's easier not to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to, as moms and grandmas, let people know it's okay. And not only okay. And not okay. It's, it's needed. good. It's yeah. needed. Mm-hmm. I need people to, t- and I, I'm so fortunate that my daughter had such good friends that they still text me on any given day thinking about Brooke. I miss her so much. I mean, just that, just that, just say, say her name. Mm-hmm. I love Brooke. That's all. I, mm-hmm. I don't need to know any more than that. Just that. Yeah. And, and for her, them to say, I'm missing Brooke today, mm-hmm. doesn't make you more sad. No. No. No, not at all. And that is so not what people think. They just, well, in fact, for instance, Brooke had a girlfriend from high school, literally text me uh, maybe a month ago. And she said, I cannot stand not talking to Brooke. I need to talk to you. And I said, bring your kids over. She came over with her kids, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I hadn't seen this this girl, and oh, it's been, well, I probably saw her at Brooke's funeral, but it's been right, years. Right. And she said, I hope you don't mind. And I said, no, honey. I, and she goes, I just miss her so much. I need to talk to you. And I said, anytime you want to talk about my daughter, I'm, I mean, I'm always here. Right. I'm always here. It's one of the yes. things you'll always talk yes. about. Yes. Yeah. I love the fact that after all those years of high school, you're still missing her. Yeah. I mean, because they, they had grown apart after they graduated and got married. And it's not that they didn't like each other, but they didn't hang out anymore. But she was just missing her friend. She mm-hmm. was missing She was missing her friend. And it was just, it's so refreshing to me when I get that. Or um, my daughter's sister-in-law is amazing, too. She'll send me a text every now and again. I love Brooke. I miss her so much. Just just a, nothing long, nothing big, just, just a, acknowledging, you know, yes. I miss her acknowledgement mm-hmm. so Which, important it just means so much I mean it just it it's amazing how much that means yeah. That's or my grandchildren even just a high grammar you know a little text or something and mm-hmm. that's yeah yeah I think for listeners who are you know have friends who are going through this or family mm-hmm. members who are going through this mm-hmm. I just would encourage you to just keep talking about mm-hmm the person who has died just Uh keep saying the name Uh again and again and again and as much as I hate to put this on grievers when you are a griever I think you've done a very good job with this Judy is telling people Uh that you want to hear her name I do and I think that is is what we have to do Uh as grievers Uh which is hard I I have not done a very good job Uh with my own family saying Please talk to me about Andy. Please. And, and I need to do that. Name. Yeah. And say his name. That's important. We need to hear our children's names. Yeah. They can't be forgotten. And not get a card that just says, you know, thinking about you today. This must be hard for you today. That's not. I mean, it's a nice sentiment. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. But what's even better is I'm missing Andy today. Yep. I'm sure you are missing yep. him too. Mm-hmm. I miss his bright smile. I miss hearing his voice. I miss his laugh. Something mm-hmm. even tangible is really great too because it just lets us know as moms that there, 
that our child was important mattered yeah that our child mattered i mattered to someone other than me just yes because every child matters to their mom every child does i know my daughter's birthday weekend um her birthday was september 15 so it wasn't too long ago i started getting texts from her friends on friday and her birthday was on sunday but it was an ongoing Mm-hmm. Not they weren't lengthy. They weren't. It was just missing Brooke so much, wishing her a happy, heavenly birthday, or just a, a memory of a birthday shared. It was just amazing. It was amazing how many. But I think you have done a good job training people to do I, that, I, though. I you really have. I, I want to hear, and I do tell people that I want to hear her name. And and a lot of us are not as good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not as good mm-hmm. at telling people what I really need. Mm-hmm. So I think we can learn a lesson from you, Judy. Well, you know, it's funny, and I, don't, I hope you, I don't think you'll mind this. Um, one of your good friends, uh, shortly after your son Andy died, she came up to me at church, and she goes, Judy, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, what? And she goes, uh, she explained the situation. Your son had just passed, and 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 the, and she goes. What, We've been your, friends for years, yeah, and, and our and our sons actually, when they were little, they were like best yes, friends. Yeah. yeah. And she said, "What do I do? What What's your advice?" And I said, "Say his name." That's all I said to her. Mm-hmm. I said, "Say his name. Don't ever stop saying his name." And and, and honestly, look. honestly, she is one of my few friends um, that has consistently said his mm-hmm. name and doesn't seem afraid to say his name ever. And that is really unusual. And I did not know why, because I know Sarah's never gone through yes, a no. tremendous loss like mm-hmm. this. I haven't. No. I mean, no. unlike my friend Michelle, who's been on the show, mm-hmm. I mean, she's gone through loss. And so she kind of knows to always keep talking about Andy. Yes. But Sarah didn't have mm-hmm. that experience. And she learned that from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and it was funny because two weeks after that, another child passed and another mom came up to me and said, what do I do? And I said, say that child's name mm-hmm. and don't ever stop, ever. Yeah. Always say their name because that's what a mom wants. She just wants to hear her child's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, you just kind of fade into the, yeah. the background. Yeah. You don't want that. No, not ever. I don't want ever Brooke to ever be forgotten by anybody, but I want them to say her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like you want Andy's name. Yep. Yeah, Repeat it. I want to hear it. Yes. I want to hear it. Yeah. This is why I'm doing my podcast, Always Andy's Mom. And that's because I want to always be Andy's mom. Yeah. And you always will be Andy's mom. But I want other people to think of me as Andy's, Andy's mom. mom. And you know, as long as they continue to say his name, that's all that matters. I know for me, nobody's going to bring my daughter back. Nobody. Nobody can bring my, well, God can, but that's, that's not really going to happen. Um, but her memory can be kept alive by just, saying her name mm-hmm. I mean just like I say the text that I get from her friends thinking of Brooke Miss Brooke so much even her in-laws uh I got a beautiful beautiful plant from them on her birthday with a card that just said we miss Brooke so much uh, you know it, it wasn't we miss her so much we miss Brooke so much yes. I don't want to hear her yeah I want to hear Brooke mm-hmm. I want to hear her name mm-hmm. yeah I want to, and I know that her name also is going to be a middle name soon. <laughs> I wondered that, yes. actually. It's going to be a middle name for my up-and-coming granddaughter, which is such a tribute to, to my, my daughter. And my son is just over the moon that, mm-hmm. that he can use her middle name, or that he can use her name as a middle name for his little girl. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, 
So her name won't be forgotten. No, no, it will not. It won't be forgotten. Yeah. And thank you again for giving moms like me the opportunity to talk about our children or our child and to let maybe educate people on how better to, to approach somebody who's lost a child. I know I've not done a good job in the past because I didn't know. Well, and now we do. Now we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now we do. So Mm -hmm. one thing I can say is don't ever say you know how someone's feeling. No. um, If you've not gone through it, because I could never have imagined that this was what my daughter was going through. No. Ever in a million years. No. But I understand her pain now. Yeah. I get it. And we still don't know, and I've talked about that before, my pain isn't the same Mm -hmm. as your pain, Mm -hmm. but I can understand Mm -hmm. what you're going through Mm -hmm. much better. Yeah. Much better. Mm -hmm. And I understand what she was going through much better. And she was right when she said, you don't understand, Mom. And I said, I don't. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I do know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Judy, for You're coming welcome. on. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. We are always looking for new show ideas. If you'd like to be a guest, know someone who'd be a great guest, or have a show idea, please email us at marcy at andysmom.com. Be sure to visit the webpage, andysmom.com, for more content, including Marcy's blog. There you can also sign up to receive updates via email. Together, let's work to inspire hope, one day at a time.